your favorite fat boys. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite fat boy, Jerron. Stefan, a.k.a. Mayhem, a.k.a. Mr. Ivy League, a.k.a. Questionable College Admission. <laughs> I like that. I guess I'll be a college dropout then. Guess it kind of works. Right. So, what are we going to talk about today? Uh, today, we're going to talk about the cost of education. Because what they say, it's too damn high. Yeah. And we're also going to talk about how you navigate your job market and job politics. Yep, so we were talking about uh, education the other day, and I did probably maybe two semesters of community college, and I realized that it was not the route that I wanted to go, so I did not continue uh, further my education. Uh, but Stefan over here got his uh, good old degree. Yeah, I got a bachelor's of science in computer science. There you go. He making that money. Don't tell nobody that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so... um so I guess, like, so tell me what your college experience was first. Well, I mean, the difference between me and somebody else is I didn't go to college with the express idea that I was going to make a ton of money. I wanted to do something. I was good at something. I was good at programming, and nobody wanted to hire me because I didn't have a college degree. Right. So my first first inclination to go into college was get the degree so that I could have the credentials to say that I know how to do something. Yeah, when I went to school, I knew I wanted to go to marketing, but I didn't know what exactly like that really entailed. I think they put me in maybe business, business administration, business management, and I was taking a lot of courses that didn't really interest me. So like my first semester, I did really, really well. Excuse me, and then my second semester came, I started taking classes more good into that direction, and I failed terribly. Mm. So it was like. It's no point, like, you know, like, do you know what you want? I had a conversation with my mother. It's like, do you know what you want to do? I'm like, no, I don't. So she's like, well, don't, point, don't go to school and then waste our money. So I, I didn't continue going to school um, at that point. I just went ahead and just jumped into the workforce and had the ideal that, you know, if I, if I grinded out, I could work my way to the top. Because I didn't necessarily want, like, I want a decent paying job, but I don't necessarily need, like, uh, $100,000. That's, like, not the goal for me anyway. So... I just went with, I was like, I'm going to grind it out wherever I, you know, what job I get. If I go into management leadership, then so be it. So, I mean, college ain't for everybody. Yeah. And I, at the prices at which college are at this point in time, it's not fiscally reasonable for a lot of people to get there. So, when you went to school, how much did you pay me when to College Park? Oh, College Park was a grip. I can't even remember what my... Uh, tuition was honestly it's been so long since you know that was the first school that I went to and but all I know is um, my first semester at College Park I blew through my bank account on textbooks for my courses yeah textbooks are expensive for no reason absolutely none as new age cartel right there (laughs) 
but I blew through my bank account. So my first semester, it was a goddamn struggle. I wasn't paying my tuition, but then my second semester came, I got a full-time job. So I'm working 40, 50 hours a week to help pay for my college tuition. Cause you know, sometimes like my mother and my father were paying for it. Sometimes I'll get a call from my mama. I ain't got it. I was like, okay, well I'm working. I got it. And I was still paying for books. How much did you make at your job? You know, again, it, this I was working at a subway. I was making like uh, seven twenty-five and seven fifty an hour as a supervisor. As a supervisor, yeah. Woof, seven fifty. Uh, this is a lot of years ago. This this is true. This is true. This is a lot of years ago. This is at least what fifteen years ago. Yeah. So hey, seven, who, who put that comedy up? <laughs> so seven fifty an hour. So um, you know, my paychecks they were looking. Good enough, but as soon as I had to, you know, drop uh, a few checks on on college tuition, it it was gone. Mm. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. Have to pay, I paid for my school books, and then, well, my my mother was like, "Okay, well, you can go back for a second semester." So, I just grinded it out, and I saw you going through your. I was, I guess, a struggle in a sense, um, but you pushed through and you got your degree because you know what you wanted to do. And I think it's the difference of somebody like me who did not know necessarily what field they wanted to go into. Or right. what they didn't say were good at, you know. I, I, I had jobs at customer service. I was bartender for so many years. Um, that was my part-time gig. And then I had, like, another job to kind of offset my income. Because bartending you, as a guy anyway, you're not going to make as much money as women would. And depending on where you're at also depends on how much money you're going to make. So I worked at a boat downtown. That was my first bartending gig. And I, I, I made decent money, like, a handful of times. And then when I say decent, it was, like, all right, if I make twenty or thirty dollars, like that's good, you right. know. But bartending, you should be making a lot more than that. I just, twice I cleared um, three hundred dollars in you know one night, so that was like the upside to it. But like you had that three hundred dollar night, you wasn't going to crack hundred dollars the next day. You could think you would, but not 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 there. I mean, yeah. I mean, I had a very similar experience when I was waiting tables. Mm-hmm. You know, some night it was two thirty eight an hour plus tips. Some nights you would make. <sighs> Well over minimum wage, making some decent money, and other nights you wish you were making minimum wage. So, <laughs> so I think we were talking about this, and we were like, you know, what's better? Is it to get it better, get a trade, or is it better to, you know, get the loan? And one thing, and I pitched to you was that something I saw on TV was they'll 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 give you a loan to take out for for school, however that may be, like maybe say eighty to hundred grand. I mean, who knows how many semesters that's going to cover. Maybe just one, depending on what school you go to, but they won't give you a loan to do to, for twenty grand start your own business. So I thought that was kind of, I thought it was interesting when I seen that, but I don't know how I guess realistic that is in a sense. But well, because they know that on a you know eight thousand, ten thousand dollar loan for college, whether or not you got the money for it, it's gonna follow you for the rest of your life. Said because you know they changed the law so that you know student loan debt doesn't go away if you file for bankruptcy. Hmm. So, they, they they give you twenty thousand to start your own business, and you fail, and you go bankrupt. They lost twenty thousand dollars, but you know they do that for a college loan, and you you go bankrupt, you still owe them money. So why is the why is the college loan held to such a high standard then? Sally May got a better lobbying body than the rest of them. <laughs> that's terrible because that's all it is. And so I mean, and the the cost of school has just continued to skyrocket. So, two questions I have for you. One, what do you think is better, a degree or a trade? And then two is, do you think that, because Bernie Sanders has proposed 
that the 1.6 trillion uh, college deficit get wiped out. So as a two-parter, go ahead. All right, first and foremost, I think it depends on the person. School, I, I say this to the day I die, and, and I really believe it. School's not for everybody. Some people cannot sit in a classroom and learn from a teacher, do math problems, and you know, sit and learn a bunch of stuff that they will never have any interest in learning or any use for. So it ain't for everybody. And if it ain't for you, you're going to just waste a lot of time and money going. But now there's also trades. You might be good with your hands or you can, you know, be a carpenter, be a plumber, be something that get a job that's going to always be needed. You're going to always find yourself employed and making money. So if school ain't for you, if you can't find yourself a, a field that is going to be one lucrative and two, you're going to enjoy doing. Because, again, going to school and getting an art history degree ain't going to you know, be something that's going to support you for the rest of your life. But it's so you can find you a, something that's going to be lucrative for you, at least to support yourself, and one that you can enjoy doing, go to school. But if it ain't for you, find a trade. Find something that you can enjoy doing that's not going to require you to learn a whole bunch of useless things, or at least useless to you. I, I, I like that, and I agree, because I feel like, I think if I'm a better school, I would do better, because I would be more focused. I think I'll have a direction of what I want to do now at, at, at 33 versus when I was 19 and 20. So um, a trade, I just would have to think about what I'm good at. What do you think I'd be good at as, as a trade? You know me a long time. Uh, I mean, I don't know where your skill set lies. You don't have none. So <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but since you said it, I will agree. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying I'm useless. I carry groceries. I can cook. Um, I, 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 I ain't doing plumbing. What's the mother? I, I ain't going to put no carpet down. I'm going to sneeze when you get, start saying get, this get, stuff. Get, get your CDL. You can drive trucks. Nah, I get tired. Right? Yeah, wow. you, yeah, you do. You, do, you tired. do not do long-distance driving nah, at, at all. all. Less, less is from here to the Wally World. That's the only way I'm doing it. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know then. Yeah. I need to get, I just keep on getting this disability shut down. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Stay sick. <laughs> <laughs> but you subscribe, I survive. <laughs> Some real medical shit right there. Right. So... What do you and, think about in the And as far as you know, what uh, Bernie Sanders saying about wiping out the that deficit, it honestly it makes sense to me. We spend so much money on the military that honestly, the the, the student loan deficit is a drop in a bucket. Really? Um, yeah, it's the student loan deficit is a drop in a bucket in comparison to what we spend year to year to year on the military. Yeah, you, you that's 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 interesting. As um, they did. I think they passed a law. I know they did in New York. I know they did in here in Maryland too, where um, community college will be free, but it's only for people who like graduate like twenty fifteen and up. Right, right. So I'm like, damn, I can't even go back if I wanted to, just to, you know, just to kind of figure some things out on on that dime. Yeah, I mean, it's the. I mean, and that's the one thing that co- I would say that college is good for mm. is because I had a lot of interest and I have a lot of interest, and college helped me to explore that. Like, I, mean, I was in College Park. I, I took a theater class. I, we got to put on the play uh, Lissa Strata, and I was, like, one of the leads in it. Like, I, I found a joy for acting that I didn't know that I, I had. That's real good. So college gave me an opportunity to test out a lot of things that I, you know, might not have ever tried. Like, you know, I had a, you know, a speech class that mm-hmm. I just fucking enjoyed doing. 
So, you know, yeah, I took speech and I was very arrogant about it. I was like, I can already talk what I need to learn, what I need to do speech for. And I didn't go in there with an open mind. I went there really like salty about taking a speech class. And then I didn't do well. I just kind of half-assed everything. Mm. And if I get given an opportunity, I would have done a lot better in my classes that I did not have interest in. I would have focused more on studying. But I was working, I don't say the full-time job. I was working like close to like 30, 30 to 35 hours. So I was working and... And I was I was doing school, but I was more focused on working, so I wanted to get more money, so I was doing overtime. So it was like I'd rather chase a dollar than go and study. And then I saw like, okay, if I didn't study, I failed because I didn't know nothing on these tests when we took have to take them. And I saw that that's what that's what hurt me. That's what you know, it, it wasn't beneficial for me to, to work as hard as I was and to try and still and still go to school. Like it was a waste of time. Right. So again, if if you have the drive to do it, because I know. When I started school, I mean, I had an academic dismissal from College Park. I mean, a lot of people don't even know that because they, they look at me and see, you know, he's very intelligent. But, like, I was spending so much time doing other stuff other than going to class. Mm-hmm. Like, going to work, you know, doing parties on the weekends. and Chasing, them, chasing them hoes. I mean, partially. <laughs> <laughs> that I, I was spending more time. Honestly, I was spending more time at work than I was in class. Oh, wow. So, yeah, at, at to pay to go to class. So, you know, it's funny stuff how that works out. Because, again, the cost for college is just too damn high. Yeah. So when you finally got your degree and you were going through recruiters, how was that experience? That was a mixed bag. Because, again, uh, when I finally got my degree, I got a degree in computer science. I was, I had, like, the second highest GPA in my, you know, in my major, in my graduating class. Oh, let's, let's give a... Was that, was that summa cum laude or something? Yeah, I was summa cum laude. Give it up for the man. He's smart. That's what they keep telling me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The verdict's still out. So, um, now, so it was a bit of a mixed bag. So, I, I got this piece of paper and I got this transcript saying that I'm the shit. Mm-hmm. But then you go out and you're talking to recruiters and they're calling you about positions and they're saying, oh, okay, we're kind of looking for somebody who has like three or four years experience. I'm like, you got my resume. Why did you call me? Or then I, or one recruitment firm, I'm not going to put their name out there, but you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I go, I had an interview with them and they go, they say, oh, yeah, no, I, Oh, that wow! You know they they tested me. Mm. I tested really high on you know this these pra- this practical exam for the position. And they said, "Oh man, you know they they love me." And so it's like you know, you know pretty much like a shoe in to be put in for this position. But then I, I get out and I'm and I'm going home. You know I didn't have a car at the time because I'm still poor. Mm-hmm. And I you not you weren't poor. You were financially challenged. <laughs> Real challenged. <laughs> like capital challenge, <laughs> and I get a phone call from uh, from the woman that I you know just had an interview with, and she and she asked me, she's like, um, hey, uh, did um, did you uh, just walk from here? I'm like, I, I I walk to the bus stop. Oh, you don't have a car? No, I don't have a car. So, oh well. Well, we were, we were kind of wondering, like, you know, how would you be able to get to work? Like, the same way I got to you. <laughs> how do you get to work? I'm taking your shit. <laughs> so, you know, they were concerned that I wouldn't be able to make it to a, to a job site because I didn't have a vehicle. You know, you need reliable transportation. What, is public transportation not reliable enough? Oh, you're not a reliable person to get yourself to work? Right. You know, I, I, you know I'm not responsible enough to get my ass to work on time. So, again, it was a bit of a mixed bag. But then once I finally got my foot in the door, I mean, I took a, a bullshit position that was 
they offered me way lower than the position should have been for but i'm like you know just get my foot in the door so get a little bit of experience and then that way i can just start jumping and jumping and going wherever the fuck I now want. was that the job that you had in hunt valley and you walk that that skinny ass piece of road yep so if you know the hunt valley area in that, in that sparse area there's yeah, like sparks this, glencoe there's like this windy little road and about this much of a sidewalk, I'm gonna say a side of the curb. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't even have that at at, at a certain part. It no more sidewalk. So he, so until he got his finances straight, he gonna get him a vehicle. He was going to get to this point and then walking this little bit of road and then hoping he didn't get hit. <laughs> hey, I didn't get hit. You didn't get hit, but you came close. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because it's it's winding, and a lot of them, when the cars they speeding by, they won't see you when they go around those bends. So you make sure you stay on the opposite side of traffic so that you can see the cars coming at you. And so what job did you get a car? After uh, that one, right? No, yeah, it was uh, right before I left that job. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had got a vehicle because I, I I was making enough money. Well, I saved up enough money so that I could get a car. Okay. So in your field, um, how, how I guess, how, do, you, do, you, do you still enjoy your field? And how many black people are in your field? Now... This is software engineering, software development. There's not a lot of black people. Okay. There's surprisingly or unsurprisingly, there are a lot of Indians. That's a stereotype, isn't it? Is that <laughs> a stereotype with this? Just a little bit. I know when I worked, like the whole development team was Indian people. And it was like, hey, one sister here, hey, one brother here, and ain't a white person. And, you know, and, and that honestly, that killed me too because I'm thinking like, you know what? I'm going to get in this field. There's going to be women who program. And then I'm, you know. Yeah, I'm a fine, you know, somebody who we have common ground with. There are no women in my field. You better go work at Target. That's <laughs> yeah, what, that's yeah, what yeah, the women, no women in my field. Women, get into STEM, please. Yes, because it's a thing now. Oh, just a second. <laughs> it's a thing now where, like, they're pushing for more, more, more minorities, especially black people, to get into STEM and get into computer programming and things like that. So, you know, we, we need to be in that field more. If I had an interest in that, I think I would definitely take it up, but. I don't know. I just don't feel like I had the interest. But yeah, it's not for everybody. Listen, yeah. I'm still interested in it. I mean, I love what I do, and I love being able to get paid a ridiculous amount of money to do it. So you get paid a nice wager. I do. I do make. I do make a nice living wage to sit in front of a computer and build software all day. Hey, you you living your dream. Nothing wrong with that. So I know. Well, I've been out of work for. It's been a year, yeah, and some months since I've been out of work now, and I've had a lot of time to think about what I want, what I want to do with myself, and now I keep me busy, and occupied, not just be like, oh, I'm on dialysis and wait for a possible transplant. Um, that's why I started the podcast. And I have some other things that I'm not gonna let out right now, but y'all will see as time progresses. Um, I thought about you know you work so hard for a company, and or you 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 know you you do what's do you come on time, you work your shift, you do overtime, you help out, you do this and the third, blah blah. And then it's time for a raise at the end of the year. And they're like, oh, we're going to give you 40 cent, 50 cent, 60 cent, something like that. And it's like, well, am I already worth that? And it's like, I'm like, you know, it got in my head because, like, why am I busting my ass to do this? And y'all only get your value. I value myself at a higher amount, but y'all value me at this. Like, how you feel about that? Oh, I mean, granted, like I said, I, I make a high wage, but, you know, that wasn't always the case. And, you know, you, Busting your ass and you know the, the 
the person in charge comes to tell you, you know, how how good you're doing, and you know, so we got a raise for you, and it ends up being like a you know a one point five percent raise, and that so, is how much you, you know end up making like an extra fifty sixty dollars on your paycheck. That's gas money. <laughs> it's like hooray! So like, yeah, I've been doing such great work. You value everything that I bring to the company, and this is how you show me that you like me. Man, I never forget my work while I was bought on the boat. I was making hourly like I think eight eight dollars eight fifty something like that. I think I was making like eight, and that's what everybody's making. Bartender, waitresses, waiters, they were making. Everybody's making the same. And if you had been there a little long, you probably got a bump in pay. So I had been working there going on two years. I had no review, no year review, nothing like that. Nobody telling me like you know this we need to work on this we do well, nothing like that. And so and I was only part time, but like I still felt though like I was still looking for that because it's a it's a job. So I asked my supervisor, hey, are we going to have a sit down where I can get like a raise or something like that or at least have a review or something? And he's like, let me let me talk let me talk to so-and-so and I'll get back to you. So the the manager above him came to me and was like, I saw him talk to my supervisor. He was like doing like, he was like nodding or anything like that. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he came to me and was like, Jerron, next week sometime, we're going to get together, me, you, and Lawrence, and we're we going to uh, clean the boat. Excuse me? We're going to clean the boat. Okay, well, you let me know, and I won't be there. Because I'm looking for, we're going to have a sit-down and go over a review and maybe and talk about a raise. You know, if you want to give me a raise, just say you want to give me one, but don't call me talking about we're going to clean the boat. They're going to give you a review as you clean in the boat. Well, they ain't tell me that. That's why I never showed up. <laughs> so you ain't getting that review. Yeah, but I think in the politics of a job, because um, like, my top supervisors, you know, they like, you got to play the game. Gotta play the game. And it's like you you hand us more work, but then there's no compensation for that. Like we're not getting a bump in anything. You know, it's like well you you like they break they my supervisor justified it as well they look at how many hours you're on the phone. So out of a ten hour day, you're only on the phone for maybe two and a half to three hours. So we're paying you for the rest of these hours. You're not really you're not really doing a whole lot. Well, it's a call center, so the calls come in. I'm working. The calls don't come in. I'm not working. I'm looking at YouTube on your dime. Sorry. So. But I, did, I just don't understand that whole playing the game. Yeah, that's something that I, I do not subscribe to, that whole I, to show you that I appreciate you giving me a job. Mm-hmm. I need to go above and beyond the Call of Duty. You know, that whole you come in, work 70-hour weeks, you work weekends. We're not paying you any extra for it, but we really appreciate you for doing it. Ain't that going on in your job now? Where they like, telling people to do overtime? Uh, I mean, well, that was at at the oh, previous. Oh, the old one, yeah. old one, yeah. I'm, I, I'm all for if if it makes sense for me, then I'm all for it. If if somebody is relying on me to get something done, and I need to stay late to do it, I'm all for it. But all everybody just staying late so we can all feel miserable together for everybody's enjoyment's sake or you know morale. No, I can't do that. So it, they were they telling you work overtime, but we're not giving you overtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Fuck all that. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> Stephon ain't coming in. He said, if, if, that, if, if that makes you say that I'm not a team player, then fine. I'm not a team player. Because that's just not how I, that's not how my brain works when it comes to productivity. And I'm, I'm never, I've never been good at playing that game. I've never been good at, I said, one thing my mama never taught me how to do was suck up. Because mm. she ain't, I ain't nothing. That was the thing she never did. So I, she never taught me how to do it. Yeah, I didn't, I, I wasn't taught that either. Like, you know, I understand, you know, the importance of looking good in front of somebody is important. I definitely understand it, but I'm not going to kiss your ass. 
just so I can be in a better light. Like, I think my work should speak for itself. And I, I play opportunities where my work spoke for itself and it was recognized amongst the higher ups. Um, but no, nah, I'm not kidding. I'm not joining no group just to be joining a group and putting stuff up and taking stuff down. And right. like, that's like, that, that. no, I'm not doing all that. Like that's to me is like, why, what for? Like, and I know we got this against because we black, but like, why I gotta go above and above and beyond? Yeah, so I mean, I've I've done well with my demeanor because again, as as a software engineer, I am phenomenal at what I do. Mm-hmm. I I'm not I tend to be not one to have an ego, but when it when it comes to programming, I tend to have a bit of an ego. Hey, because, you can have the ego because I, I I'm good at what I do, but I've never been able to. Play the game per se. Mm-hmm. I I don't have it in me. So when you start your own company, then so you gotta play that game. <laughs> and, that way, and that way you can hire me, so I get some benefits. I, I I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still tossing that one in the air. Look, I need to make about about seventy five thousand a year. Just whatever. wait a minute. You just earlier said you ain't got no skills. I be your best friend. Like what, what's <laughs> and that work for one of them other bitches out there, like the Kardashians. Then that work for them. They got a fucking empire, like. Yeah, hey, I mean, well, you know, they already came for money, and at least one of them put out a sex tape. I ain't putting out a sex tape. <laughs> you don't see my character flinging around in the sex tape. Hey, hey, I got blood hey, right hey, out. hey, hey, hey. There's you a go, market for everything. And it, you right. You fucking right. You gonna record it? God damn it. I guess I got to. <laughs> so that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I've never been one who's been able to you know navigate the job politics in that manner. So, yeah, well, well how much time we got? Uh, well, we had twenty five minutes. Okay, so we'll go ahead and end it with this. I'll give you a brief. We'll give you a, a, a update of my health. Speaking of benefits, so let's see how the house has been going. Uh, it's been going well. Um, I've had no hiccups lately with my character, nothing like that, and like, no infection. Thank goodness, knock on wood. This wood, that's not wood. It ain't. But um, knock on wood. Um, you know, I, I have I have my good days and my bad days. A bad day would just be I get fatigued at unexpected time. Like I can never predict it. Hmm. Um, but other than that, though, like you know, I, I lay down. I you know I keep pushing what I gotta do and get through the day. And you know, then I, and I I rest. So I look forward to my Tuesdays and Thursdays when I don't have to really do too much. And I take you know I run my errands, take care of my business and things like that. So Saturday and Sunday I relax and. I'm gonna do. I do the podcast. So then, you know, while I'm in Dallas, I try to stay productive and busy and think of ideas and topics for us to talk about. So uh, recently, I had a, a big struggle with uh, getting insurance because my insurance for my job had ended at the end of April. So for a month and for May and June, I was kind of out there in limbo. And so I had applied for Medicaid, and they they had my application on hold. And it, it wasn't reviewed yet. Right. So they didn't tell me, well, you need to apply for Medicare. So I went to apply for Medicare and then, or medical assistance, I'd rather. And they're like, oh, I went down to social services, waited about 30, 45 minutes to see somebody. And he told me, oh, you're in the wrong, you're not supposed to be under medical assistance. You, you need to be under mental health connection. So nobody. Isn't the system beautiful. Yeah, I love it. Like nobody told me that I wasn't supposed to be here. They just told, they get the same paperwork saying that you need to meet, uh, you need to show bills of S amount of dollars to show that you, you know you can't pay these bills or these are bills you got and so that we can kick in the medical assistance. So I don't have I didn't have enough bills at that time to cover the for the kick in. 
but they were like, oh, no, you're not, you weren't supposed to be in this program anyway to begin with. You're supposed to be in this program for mental health connection. So I'm like, well, nobody ever told me that. And they're like, I bet somebody should have told you, but he'd do this anyway. So I applied for that. I didn't finish it because I had questions about it, and I was like, let me call and figure out what this is exactly. Um, but then what happened was that I saw my doctor at dialysis. He was asking me about if I was getting uh, a new, another access, like to get like either pe- the in-home dialysis or the access in your arm. So I said, well, I ain't got no insurance. He's like, you got no insurance? I ain't got no insurance. So I'm not getting anything done until I get some insurance. So he's like, hold on, let me go talk to somebody. So he talked to the social workers at the dialysis. They, one person came out with a form. It's for me to get some medicine. This one medicine that I need costs $2,000. Yeah, sounds about right. Right. So they he had me sign something so that I get the medicine, but I never gotten it because it cost so much money. So they had me sign something else like a week later um, to kind of hopefully cover more of the cost so that it's not so much of a cost to me. So whatever's left over, I have to pay for it. So I hope it's just nothing at all. So then they came out another form for me to get medical uh, Medicare. And, I, and he signed off on it, but if another doctor at another hospital had to sign off on that. So that happened on my Monday. I didn't get letter until about Friday. I went to uh, I, I went to Social Security on Tuesday. I went to one location. The guy looked at me, looked at the paper, looked at me, said, you, you know, you got to go to another location because we don't handle this. This is not within our jurisdiction. First of all, mind blown, didn't notice jurisdictions within Social Security. I thought that all offices handled everything, but this is news to me. So I go all the way to Bel Air Road. The first office I went was in Towson. I go to Bel Air Road, and they see me, and they're like, why they, Why'd you come here? I said, I told them I was at Towson, but I hope you handle what I need. Like, why you come here? I said, well, this is the guy told me. And he looked at myself and said, you need to come here. So I saw to, I, I saw a caseworker, and he saw my application was on hold since May, and we are in, this was at the end of June, which has not been touched at this point. So he saw it, processed it, said, I get my medical assistance, I'm sorry, my Medicare, um, in 30 days with my card and everything, and that was it. Gotta love it. And I'm like, all that for that. Yeah, hey, I mean, if the system was simple, then everybody would use it. I'm just trying to get health coverage because, like, when I ever saw the bills for hey, you want to live, what's wrong with you? Subscribe and not survive. <laughs> but you know, I mean, yeah, I want to live, but like, it shouldn't be this difficult. And I understand things get lost in the midst. Like, if I didn't feel something not right, or you know, people, they say you know, lots of people lie about these kind of things. They don't want to work. Okay, but I'm going to dialysis. I have a catheter hanging out my chest. I could, could I go to work probably part time. But that's not my focus right now. Like I need to, y'all need to cover this so that I don't have to worry about that. That's not something I need to worry about. Anybody need to worry about when they're going through anything like you know whether it be dialysis, or chemo, or any illness. So, uh, well, you want to move to a different country where they have a different healthcare system, then, sir. Well, how long can I be a citizen in Canada? Oh, I mean that's if they accept your citizenship. Like I said, my citizenship. Yeah, they have to accept it. You can just move to Canada and then say, "Hey, I'm Canadian." Well, what's the what's this, what's the application look like? I'm not trying to move to Canada, well, so I can't give you that. That's some bullshit. I'm just trying to get a kidney. <laughs> I just want some health coverage. I mean, we can always find somebody to kill <laughs> take their kidney, but you know what? Uh, let's scratch that from the record. <laughs> yeah, let's, that's not going. That's not going to happen. Wink, wink, nudge, right. nudge. <laughs> So, but all in all, I'm doing well. Like I said, my my spirits are uplifted, not because I'm doing this, but because I have a positive outlook on what's going on. I feel like 
I've been sat down numerous times before. When I mean by sat down, I've been sick and put in the hospital. And I've always had this thought, okay, what am I supposed to be doing with my life? And what should I be doing? What's, what, what's, what's this draw I want to do? And I kind of put, and when I get to the hospital, I was like, okay, I go back to work. I go back to what's normal for me. And now that I'm finally sat down, where it's like, okay, you, this is not an option for you anymore. You need to create something. You need to create your own or do something in your own lane. So that's where the podcast came from. And now I'm looking at everything like I can do this. I can probably do that. Yeah, it's funny how being face to face with your mortality will do that to you. Yeah, and I, I, that's fine. Like you know, I mean, I don't think I'm going to kick over anytime soon. But at least I want to. Ha- at least I want to say, well, you know what? I did this. You know, I, I, I. That podcast is not necessarily a dream of mine, but okay, working on it, it gives me something to look forward to. And like I said, when you, as you see things develop, you can be like, oh, that's what you planned up. So I'm keeping it close to the chest. And but you like see, the catheter. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, we got we got commercials. <laughs> ooh, he's like, good timing. Mm. But you know, I, I I look at it like you know, you've been sat down and. Focus on you, Jerron. Focus on you. So that's what I'm going to take from it, and that's what I'm going to continue to pursue. Well, thank you for that update. That seems to be all the time that we have for this particular episode. I hope everybody enjoyed it. You know, this was a more serious discussion than we normally have. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes you're going to get that from us. So, as always, hit us up on Gmail. Watch us on YouTube, like, subscribe, all of that YouTube shit that you should be doing anyway because you know how to do that. <laughs> so hit us, so listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music. You know the spiel. We do it at the end of every show. And that's our show. Peace out, everybody. Peace.